0: Blog Talk Radio. Welcome one and all. This is Robert Rogers. I'm the founder of Parkinson's Recovery in two thousand and four. Parkinson's Recovery is dedicated to provide support, information, and resources to individuals who currently experience the symptoms of Parkinson's disease as well as their family members. One of the services that I provide is this radio show. All shows are archived and available for free replays at any point in time during the day or night. I've interviewed now over 70 individuals who have reported their stories of what they've done to provide relief from symptoms of Parkinson's disease and reverse those symptoms to one extent or another. I am excited to report that my guest today is Fred Phillips, who will also be discussing his journey down the road to recovery. Fred is an author, or former martial arts instructor, and he has an amazing blog that I recommend all of you to connect into. The address is fredphillips.wordpress.com, F R E D, P H I L L I p s dot dot c o m so i am indeed delighted to be able to have you as a guest on the radio show today fred thank you so much for taking the time to join us today thank you it's my
1: pleasure to be here
0: so tell us all about yourself
1: well, I'm a Canadian. I live in Canada. I actually live on Manitoulin Island. I've lived here for a little over a year. Um, before that, I lived in southern Ontario. I retired a year ago from teaching martial arts. i had done that for 20 years. I also spent some time in the corporate world, and as you noted, I'm an author, it's sort of starting my fourth career. I've got three grown kids. Two of them are teachers and one's a paramedic, and I'm very proud of them. Sorry, I guess one thing. Hello am on I'm on a, I'm on a uh, radio broadcast. I'm on a radio broadcast. Well, you're busy. Okay. Yeah. I won't bother with you. I'll come and see you later.
0: It's okay. I'll drop back again. Okay. Sorry about that. That was one of no, my neighbors. Of course. Of course. Nice to have neighbors who check in and say hi. So, Fred, yes, how indeed. long have you been experiencing symptoms of Parkinson's disease? The first, Well, actually, I guess
1: going back to 2002, in the spring of 2002, I noticed that I had lost my sense of taste and smell. But I didn't think anything of it because my mother had lost her sense of taste and smell. And then a year later, while I was long-distance running, I started developing, started losing control in my left leg. Sort of like uh, if you've seen that skit from the Carol Burnett show when Tim Conway jabs himself in the leg with a a needle. He's playing the dentist. It sort of, it was sort of like that, and it just sort of kept getting progressively worse. And eventually, in I think it was 2006 or 2007, I got to the point where I couldn't run anymore. Then in 2006, while I was teaching karate one night, I had the first what I would call recognizable symptom when my uh, the index finger on my left hand started trembling. And it was interesting Then in that um, about two months prior to that, I woke up one morning with an idea for a book in my head. And I don't know where the idea came from, but it was going to be about a high school history teacher who was on a spiritual journey and who um, encountered a group of students who wanted to know more about life than what they were being taught in school. And interestingly enough, my, I called the book The History Teacher, and my high school history teacher had Parkinson's. So that was quite a, uh, quite a coincidence. So for the next, I guess, four years, the trembling got a little bit worse, and in 2008 I went to a neurologist in Ontario and was diagnosed with Parkinson's, and then around 2010 I started developing other symptoms I started losing strength and dexterity in my left hand. Eventually I started shuffle-walking, um, developed constipation, anxiety, pretty much all the traditional or standard symptoms.
0: And uh, I
1: still experience most of those symptoms
0: today, but I've pretty much learned to manage them. This is Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. I am your host, Robert Rogers. My guest today is Fred Phillips. Fred, what is your philosophy and approach to what you are confronting these days? First of all, I guess
1: there's three or four things as far as my philosophy is concerned. First of all, I believe it's possible to recover. And I know people who have recovered, so I don't buy into the traditional medical idea that it's uh, it's uh, not possible to recover. I've always believed that. I just believe that if the body is capable of healing a cut or a broken bone, then it's capable of healing anything. So that's number one. Number two, I believe that health condition has a purpose. And for me, it's to guide me to spiritual consciousness, and I think that's true for everybody. It's to, here to guide us to understanding the truth of who we really are and why we're really here on the planet. And thirdly, I don't think of this as a disease. Um, As as a person, I'm not really capable of curing a disease, but I am capable of doing the things that I need to do in order to return my body to homeostasis. So I just kind of look at this as an experience without judging it. That's, That's essentially my philosophy. I definitely believe that it's curable. I suppose I was kind of fortunate when I went to see the neurologist for the first time when I received my diagnosis. He didn't say anything about the condition being progressive and degenerative and curable. So I kind of walked out of there in a state of blissful ignorance and stayed that way for a few years. So uh, it was probably a better way for me to
0: be told about the condition that I had Some individuals who have been diagnosed with Parkinson's disease uh, make the choice to suppress their symptoms through lots and lots of medications or supplements. But you've chosen a different type of uh, approach. Why did you choose to recover naturally?
1: Number one, I'm fundamentally opposed to using medication as a long-term <clears throat> excuse me as a long-term strategy to to deal with an, an illness or a, a health condition. But I guess initially when I, when I was told that I had Parkinson's, I thought I could heal it myself focusing on the emotional undercurrent or the emotional root cause because I had learned how to do emotional healing back in the 90s and I used emotional healing to overcome migraine headaches and food sensitivities. So I just kind of blissfully, ignorantly thought I could do it on my own without a, a lot of difficulty. Then once I realized what I was up against, I, uh, I decided to continue with the, the natural approach because I wanted to focus on recovery, not symptom management. And I figured that all I had to do was just return my body to homeostasis, and, that, and that, then I would recover. The other reason, two other reasons why I chose to do it naturally is I had read about the, the side effects of the medications which can be quite intense, and I just just didn't want to deal with that. And the the final reason is because dealing with this condition naturally has forced me to get really creative or encouraged me to get really creative in dealing with the symptoms. And so I just decided to deal with it naturally, and I haven't wavered from that that, uh, mindset.
0: I suspect listeners would love to know a little bit more about the emotional healing approaches that you learned about in the 90s and that you, uh, I guess, continue to use. What is that all about?
1: uh, In the early 90s, I was about halfway through my martial arts training. I was working towards my black belt, and all my joints were a mess. It was like every injury that I'd ever had growing up playing baseball and hockey came back on me. So I started seeing a massage therapist who was quite a spiritual person. And she encouraged me to go and see another therapist at the same time, who who practiced what was called One Brain Therapy. And One Brain Therapy was all about understanding the emotional root cause of a condition and letting go of the, using a sort of a visualization technique to let go of the emotional root cause of whatever the condition was. Eventually I learned how to do it, she taught me how to do it, so eventually I learned how to do it myself. And then I kind of developed my own technique, which is centered around a healing mantra that connects me with, I guess, God and spiritual healers. So I've been using that for about 25 years. And I really thought I could use that process to uh, overcome the symptoms I was experiencing with her generally referred to as Parkinson's disease. But I uh, I had a little bit more of a
0: challenge than I bargained for. From your experience, is there an emotional root cause to Parkinson's symptoms? Uh, Indeed. I believe that the,
1: the, the primary root cause of Parkinson's is fear, chronic fear. And I came to that conclusion in 2014 there were sort of two things that were weighing heavily on my mind. Number one, the symptoms I was experiencing were getting worse. And one afternoon, I was doing some stretches, getting ready to go and teach karate, and and I was having difficulty um, transitioning from one stretch to another. And the thought went through my mind, what if I get to the point where I become totally immobile? And after I had that thought, I immediately had a panic attack. And I've never had a panic attack before, and it was quite intense. But what I did to get over that panic attack is I just went over to the window, looked outside, and focused on my breath. Over the next week and a half, I had three more panic attacks. And about a week and a half later, I had an all-day panic attack. It was the most challenging day of my life. But I managed to get through it by taking an adrenal supplement, having a conversation with a friend who reassured me that a panic attack is just the body's way of letting go of fear. And um, the, other, the other thing that helped me get through that was part of the other thing that was causing me to experience anxiety was the belief that my throat was going to close over and that eventually I'd have to go on a feeding tube because I had read that. But I went to see my, the neurologist and he assured me that that wasn't going to happen. Uh, Do we still have the connection?
0: Yes, indeed we do. So So, that's the reason then for the title of the show, Unshackling the the chains of Fear.
1: Fear. So I realized, I sort of likened it to um, running the 100-yard dash over and over and over again. If you did that, eventually your body would break down. So if you're in a chronic state of fear, eventually your neurology breaks down. And then I read your book, actually, interestingly enough, shortly after that. And you explained in your book that being in a chronic state, and when you're in a chronic state of fear, your body is constantly producing stressor hormones, like adrenaline and cortisol. And the part of your brain that produces dopamine and serotonin shuts down. And if you stay in that state long enough, eventually it just shuts down completely. And then you end up with a neurological imbalance, which eventually results in the symptoms we know as Parkinson's. So I, based on my experience and uh, feedback from a lot of people who I've connected with, I truly believe that fear is... There are other issues, of course, but fear is probably the primary root cause. I also had a couple of concussions when I was a teenager, and I, I actually developed a health issue when I was in university Uh, At a time when I was drinking heavily, eating poorly, and under an enormous amount of stress. And then leading up to that point, I had a few emotional traumas. So I think there's a number of issues that are factors that are at the root
0: cause, but fear ultimately is the primary root cause. You're listening to Parkinson's Recovery Radio Network. I'm your host, Robert Rogers, founder of Parkinson's Recovery. My guest today is Fred Phillips. Incidentally, we have just two openings left in my Jumpstart to Recovery course, the second of this year, that will begin to be offered live on August the 1st. So if you've been thinking you'd like to join others on the road to recovery, now would be a good time to act since the course will clearly very soon close. Fred, you've mentioned, as an aside, some of the symptoms that you have experienced. What symptoms do you now experience?
1: Um, I'll, I'll mention them in order of challenges, I guess. The most challenging symptom for me is loss of balance. As long as I'm on my feet, I have a challenge with my balance, although I've learned a few tricks to sort of overcome it. Number one, uh, when I practice Qigong, my balance is fine. And even if I'm standing still and just take a ball and toss it back and forth between my left hand and my right hand, my balance is fine as well. So balance for me is the biggest issue. Uh, The next issue, uh, next symptom is freezing, And I didn't experience any freezing up until about two years ago. And it was interesting because when I read Michael J. Fox's first book where he talked about freezing, I thought it was interesting that he experienced it because I hadn't at that time. But I do now, and it can be quite challenging. It's it's quite an interesting combination, loss of balance and freezing, because quite often I'll, I'll start to lose my balance, but my feet are frozen and I have a really hard time moving them. But one of the things I've done to overcome freezing is I, I learned that if I bend my knees really quickly, I can move. I can move my. Uh, I can move my feet. Also, I train myself to uh, take big steps, and that seems to help as well. The third symptom would be loss of dexterity in my left hand, uh, rigidity, I guess. I am. I used to play the guitar and I had to give that up. I'm also not able to type with it anymore. Although, interestingly enough, I can still tie my shoes just fine. Constipation is probably the most disconcerting symptom. Um, Although I've learned to control it or manage it effectively using magnesium supplement. Otherwise, I've had some really intense days of constipation, not fun. Uh, the next symptom, I guess, would be trembling. I have a little bit of trembling in my hands. I don't have intense trembling, but I do have a little bit of trembling in my hands. Um, but if I'm, it's interesting. If I'm laying on my back or if I'm sitting on the dock with my feet dangling in the water or if I'm holding a tree, hugging a tree, there's no trembling in my body at all. I do experience anxiety, in fact I'm experiencing anxiety at this moment, uh, but I tend to deal with anxiety by focusing on my breath, that seems to help a lot. I do shuffle walk, but I've learned that if I count while I'm walking, especially if I clap my hands every tenth step, count my steps and clap my hands, I can walk almost normally. And when I find that I'm shuffle walking, all I typically do is stop, tell myself to reset my stride, relax my hands, take a big step, and go. And I can walk normally when I do that. Of course, then my mind wanders and I'm shuffle walking. And I have to go through that process again, but it works quite well for me. Uh, I do experience slowness of movement. But I've found that if I do two things, it really helps with overcome slowness and movement. One is performing karate strikes and kicks. If I do that, it helps me overcome slowness and movement. And the other thing is what I call exploding hands. So I'll stand with my hands at my side, close fist, then I'll leap forward, throw my hands up in the air, split out my fingers, and yell hallelujah. And when I do that, it really helps overcome slowness and movement. Another symptom that I experience is standing up but I discovered that if I slap my knees really hard and yell hallelujah, I can stand up just fine. Uh, I do have a bit of softening of the voice, but yelling really helps me overcome that. Uh, I I experience handwriting issues. I have a skin rash. I have a skin rash that comes and goes, but I'm typically able to manage that with vitamin E and calendula cream. I do experience leg cramps from time to time, but generally speaking, if I take vitamin D, I don't have leg cramps. Um, I do have low bl- low blood pressure, but as a whole, it's not really a big issue for me. And I have brain fog as well. And I've, I've actually had the brain fog long before I developed the sort of the traditional symptoms of Parkinson's. On the other hand, I sleep really well. I sleep about eight hours a night, usually right through the night and I never experienced depression. So I'm quite happy about that. So that's pretty much it as far as symptoms are concerned.
0: Fred Phillips, what would be your description of your recovery protocol?
1: I I've, I've got sort of a 10-step protocol. It's on my web uh, my blog page. But my protocol really begins with attitude. Yeah. For me, I have to believe, and I think it goes for everybody, you have to believe that you can recover from this health condition. And because if you don't, you, I think you're, in, you're, you're fighting a real up or upward battle. So uh, attitude is really important. The other part of attitude, which is sort of connected to my philosophy, is I try not to think of this as a disease or something that I'm fighting. I never use the words fighting or battle or suffering from. I just look at it as an experience. It's no different than any other experience. It's just not as pleasant. but I just look at it as an experience. So attitude's really critical. The second element of my protocol is diet. It's really, really important to purify the diet as much as possible. It's natural foods and ideally organic. It's really important to stay away, of, stay away from dairy processed foods, junk foods, uh, sugar, and so on. It's it's so important to have have a healthy diet. My diet is a high-fat diet. I wouldn't call it a ketogenic diet, but it's a high-fat diet, and it works really well for me. I can't tolerate sugar of any kind, even even fruit sugar. It just messes me up. So the high-fat diet really works for me. The third element of my protocol is, is detoxification. No, I'm not a really I'm not a an expert in detoxification. But I think two things really help with detoxification. Number one is the the healthy diet and number two is exercise and sweating. But detoxification is important. Also if you have any silver fillings in your teeth, it's a good idea to um remove them and avoid anything that has chemicals in it, whether it's a deodorant or a soap or whatever. Or try and make your life as, as chemical-free as possible. Number four in my protocol is exercise. I think it's so critical to exercise, and I think that's really become the mantra for all of those that are um, experiencing or helping people who are experiencing Parkinson's. Exercise is really critical, so I walk every day. I do karate strikes frequently throughout the day. Um, I chop wood and s- stack wood. I shovel snow in the winter. I play golf, so I try and exercise. Well, I definitely exercise every day, but I try and do at least two hours of exercise every day. For me, most of the exercise that I do is light because I have low blood pressure. I have a hard time with uh, intense exercise, so light exercise really works for me. The fifth element of my uh, uh, protocol is body work. Uh, Right now, I'm doing chiropractic treatments. I'm finding them really helpful. Prior to that, I was doing body stress relief. Body stress relief is a uh, modality that was developed by two South African chiropractors, and it's sort of all about using pressure points to release tension in the spine. And I started seeing a body stress relief therapist in 2011, and within six months, the trembling I was experiencing Reduced by about 75 percent, and it never really came back to that level. So, body work I think is really critical. Uh, next up is minimizing stress. It's so critical to minimize stress as much as you can. Uh, the people that I know of who, re, who have recovered all quit their jobs to minimize the stress in their life. But and I, that's the reason I stopped teaching karate and moved up to Manitoulin. It was kind of uh, my, my way of creating my own private ashram. But minimizing stress is critical. Releasing emotional pain, which I talked about earlier, is the seventh part of my protocol. And next then is, number eight, is dissolving fear. I spend a lot of time uh, using, typically with the mantra that I created, overcoming fear, but also awareness is really important as far as fear is concerned. Uh, the next part of my protocol has to do with remapping the brain. I learned about that through Joe Dispenza. I read his book, um, You Are the Placebo, and also reading uh, Norman Deutsch's book, The Brain's Way of Healing. So I'm in the pro- and I spent a lot of time consciously through mantras and emotional healing remapping the brain creating new neural pathways to bypass the, uh, the current pathways that are creating the fear and emotional pain. And the last thing I do is, the last part of my protocol is spiritual practice. I spend a lot of time reading spiritual books. I'm presently reading Wayne Dyer's book, Change Your, uh, Change Your Thoughts, Change Your Life, Living the Wisdom of the Tao. And I spend a lot of time watching Eckhart Tolle videos on YouTube, and I spend a lot of I spend a lot of time focusing on my breath, living in the present moment, and uh, spending time in silent solitude. So I think spiritual practice is really important. And as I said, ultimately, I think that's the main purpose of this health condition is to guide us to spiritual consciousness. So spiritual practice is very really critical for me.
0: Fred so Phillips, you
1: mentioned,
0: you mentioned that Sorry? the steps are all outlined on your blog. Please give the address of your blog to listeners once again. Sorry, say that again. I didn't quite pick that up. I was just going to suggest that we you might give the address of your blog once again, the URL address of your blog to listeners so that they can read your steps.
1: If you go to my blog page, and under
0: articles, you'll find uh, the protocol link there. And that address would be fredphillips.wordpress.com. So F-R-E-D-P-H-I-L-L-I-P-S dot wordpress, W-O-R-D-P-R-E-S-S. Fred, all in all, what has been your greatest challenge in all of this?
1: Overcoming fear. When I first realized that fear was at the root of this condition in 2014, actually up to that point, I thought anger was at the the root of it. Um, Deepak Chopra says that anger is an inflammatory emotion and Parkinson's is considered an inflammatory condition. And I thought anger was at the root of it, but I realized that the anger that I needed to get through at that point was just to get me to the fear. So after learning that fear is at the root of it, I've really been focused on overcoming fear. And it, it, it really has been a challenge because it's, it's quite interesting that fear, in my experience, is at the root cause of Parkinson's, the symptoms of Parkinson's. But Parkinson's itself creates fear because if you buy into the notion that it's, this condition is progressive, degenerative, and incurable, that puts you in a constant state of fear. And because um, your body's in a chronic state of producing the stressor hormones like um, adrenaline and cortisol, and it's not producing the feel good neurotransmitters like dopamine and serotonin. It puts you in a constant state of fear. So that's, that, for me, has been the biggest challenge. But I've learned so much from it. It's guided me to an understanding of spiritual consciousness, and it's guided me to an understanding of, of divine self-love. So it's really been, for me, it's been a great guide uh, on my journey. It's been a challenge,
0: but a guide as well. The title of our program today is Unshackling the Chains of Fear. There are certainly many answers and responses to that, but what would you want to say to listeners in terms of what you would recommend a person can do right now, immediately, if they find themselves in a state of fear? What can they do to unshackle that? The number one thing that
1: helps me is the knowledge that it's possible to recover from this condition. And I'm just blown away by the number of people I've connected with through Facebook and my blog who truly have bought into the medical notion that this condition is incurable. And to me, that's just nonsense. It's not incurable. There isn't a a condition that we face that, that truly is incurable. We just haven't figured out the right way to deal with it. And dealing with it with medication, while it helps manage symptoms, doesn't help us recover. So number one is the knowledge that it's possible to recover, and we and we don't need to take medications in order to recover. Number two is understanding that it's really important to understand that this health condition has a purpose, and that's to guide us to spiritual consciousness and divine self-love. Number three, I think it's really important to focus on homeostasis. sort of gets back to point one. We don't have to, we don't have to recover from a disease. We don't have to cure a disease. We simply need to turn, return our body to homeostasis because the fact that we're, we're experiencing these symptoms means that our body's not in homeostasis, which means we've got poor gut health, we've got a weakened immune system, we've got inflammation, we've got an acidic body, and we've got a clogged up uh, lymphatic system. So to recover our health, we just need to return our body to homeostasis by healing the gut, strengthening the immune system, unclogging the lymphatic system, alkalining the body, and eliminating inflammation. And we can all do that through diet and all the things that are part of the protocol that I talked about. The last thing that I would tell people is it's really important to stay positive. And part of that comes from believing that this condition is curable. But it's really important to stay positive, upbeat. And that's one of the reasons why I yell hallelujah a lot. It helps keep me in a positive frame of mind. So that's that will be the last point. It's really important to stay positive.
0: Now, Fred Phillips just mentioned that, that he, as he began to explore uh, information about Parkinson's, realize that there are many people who have actually figured out ways to uh, find relief from their symptoms and reverse their symptoms and of course he now is one of over seventy individuals who i have interviewed on the parkinson's recovery radio show for those of you then are thinking could this really be true i invite you to start listening to some of these amazing interviews with individuals who tell their stories about how they figured out what they could do to reverse their symptoms. All of the shows are easily accessible from my book, Road to Recovery from Parkinson's Disease, but all of these interviews are free to access from the radio show page. Now, Fred Phillips, you are an author. Please tell us about your books and what you're working on now.
1: I would be be more than happy to. Before I do that, though, One thing I meant to mention is that for the longest time I held the belief that I could recover my health but I really had no proof of it and I wasn't quite sure if I was doing all the right things I needed to. Then I learned about Bianca Mole, John Coleman and Howard Shifty, who had all recovered their health. The protocols were somewhat different but just the fact that I learned about people and connected with a couple of them uh, was was the proof I needed that it was possible. So I just have to continue on course and eventually I know I'll recover my health. And just to clarify,
0: all of those individuals I have interviewed on the radio show, if not once, more than once. So you'll be able to, just like Fred Phillips has done, hear their stories directly from their mouths and hear about their wisdom. So please consider these radio show interviews to be a valuable resource that will help you transform your thoughts about what's possible in the future there's actually a fourth individual who i've connected with he used to follow my
1: blog his name is david thompson he's from london england and he was declared symptom free uh, in december of 2015 and his protocol is very similar to mine so it's definitely possible and i hope everybody understands that it's definitely possible you just need to do the right things and have the right attitude. So as far as the books are concerned, there's a the books, as I said, the first book that I wrote called The History Teacher came to me when I woke up one morning with an idea for a book in my head. And I've written a sequel to that book. Um, and I'm currently writing it. So I've published the first two books. And I'm currently writing the third, uh, third installment of The History Teacher, which I hope to have out either later this year or early next year. And I've also written a children's Christmas book called The Christmas Choice, which is, has been published as well. And these books are available on Amazon.com, and they're also available, the, the e-books are also available on iTunes, and the books are also available in both hard copy and e-book form through the publisher, which is and Press Publishing. F-R-I-E-S-E-N Press and they're located in Victoria, British Columbia, Canada.
0: And so the books are called The History Teacher? The
1: the first book is called The History Teacher and the second book is called The History Teacher 2.0. So they're essentially following the, the journey of John Stevens, a high school history teacher who is on his own spiritual journey and takes his students along in this journey with him. And it's all about, the books are all about uh, discovering self-love, discovering the truth of who we really are and why we're really here on the planet, and learning how to love ourselves and, and feel good about ourselves. And they're all about promoting happiness, kindness, compassion, forgiveness, gratitude, and generosity. With a bit Fred of a story and a little
0: bit of intrigue as well. That uh, sounds fascinating. Fred Phillips, I know some listeners would like to be able to connect with you. How, how might they be able to do that?
1: They can do it through the blog. They can
0: do it through email.
1: My email address is fredphillips, all one word, dot L-E-T as in lead. So that's fredphillips.led at gmail.com. And if they didn't have time to write that down, my email address is on my blog page. And if they want, they can phone me directly. My phone number is area code 905-967-2769. That's 905-967-2769.
0: For clarification, Fred's last name, Phillips, has two L's. I know some Phillips only have one. So it's f-r-e-d-p-h-i-l-l-i-p-s dot wordpress dot c-o-m. That's the address of his actual blog. Well, Fred, you've had so much amazing information to convey to listeners who are looking for solutions to what they might consider doing to get relief from their own symptoms. What would be the one takeaway point you would want someone to remember one week from now who has actually heard this interview? What's the most important thing you want people to remember about the wisdom that you've just conveyed? I guess the single most important
1: thing to know is that it's possible to recover from this condition and that the condition itself has a purpose and that is to guide us to spiritual consciousness. I kind of came to the conclusion a few years ago that even if I didn't recover my health, even though I I know I will, but even if I didn't, becoming spiritual conscious is a good trade-off and understanding the truth of who we are and why we're really here. Is a good trade-off. The key thing is to just understand that it is possible to recover. If you do the right things and return your body to homeostasis,
0: you can recover. Fred Phillips, on behalf of the thousands and thousands and thousands of listeners of Parkinson's Recovery Radio, I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart for taking the time to be a guest on Parkinson's Recovery Radio today. It's my pleasure, and thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. And that's what's happening, as you might have guessed it, on the shores of the Puget Sound, which are quite gorgeous and beautiful today, where all the women are smart, all the men are handsome, and most importantly, where all of the children are truly loved. Know that by virtue of the fact you are listening to this amazing interview with fred phillips today that you too indeed are on the road to recovery may you have a magnificent week i'm robert rogers founder of parkinson's recovery may you have a wonderful recovery to unfold effortlessly good day Are you still there, Robert?